Okay, are you ready? I think we're ready. Yeah. Hey, Do you ready. get ready for this? Silence your phones. <coughs> Silence your phones, no I'm coughing. Just, just has my phone. I'm actually going to turn my You got me good on volume here? Okay, good. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two. The twelve days. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. I did it. I did it. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's great to have you back. We are doing the twelve days of Christmas podcast, and uh, it was so interesting doing this podcast and such a delight in the church. Um, because as we started talking about doing the podcast, we were talking things like, "What does this become?" Right as a twenty twenty three vision for the church. Um, what do we do with this specific podcast for the twelve days? And I started telling people, "Well, let's do the twelve days of Christmas," and people were like, "Hold on a second. Christmas is done. And I said, no, actually, the liturgical season, the church calendar, right, that exists has Christmas after um, our Christmas Eve services. It begins on Christmas Day and goes all the way to January 5th, 12 days. And what it's meant to re- represent is this journey of the Magi or the wise men all the way from where they were at to Jesus following the star. And they believe that took them 12 days. They also believe it took a lot longer. They Some would say it's like three months. Uh, but we're going to go with 12 days for the sake of this podcast. And it's going to go great. Um, and so as they got there, the the whole wonderful journey of Christmas was to Jesus. And this was the moment where they said Jesus is the Son of God, right? And that leads us into Epiphany, which starts on January 6th. And so this has been a wonderful podcast. I have some guests with me that are here in studio <laughs> at the neighborhood church. Uh, I got Stevie to my left over here. Stevie, how are you doing? doing good that's fantastic uh, i got seminarian tom helmich next to us over here to close us out with a pod tom helmich in the house uh tom helmich how are you doing i'm doing outstanding joe thanks, oh. thanks for inviting me absolutely it's fantastic that you're here i appreciate you taking some time to do this and actually we also have in the room who's been helping us produce this entire podcast jess lyle's over there <laughs> yes i know uh, so i'm just here making sure you behave oh thank you for that i appreciate that <laughs> and uh we do have our actual sound producer with us today too uh i do want to give a Big shout out to uh, Tavo Productions, Tavo Productions from <laughs> TNC, uh, who has helped make this a reality, which is wonderful. But today, um, we've been using each day to talk about a foundation of faith. And as we've gone through the foundation, it's great to think about your foundation of faith moving into 2023 as we're now five days into 2023. Um, I hope some of you have held on to those New Year's resolutions. If not, let's create one right now, because today we're going to talk about disciples. And specifically, we're going to talk about discipleship. So um, I'm just going to start over here with Seminary and Tom Helmets just for a second. Uh, hey, Tom, can you name, I'm looking at Stevie and not even looking at Tom right now because I want to say, can you name for me the 12 disciples as a seminarian? No. No. <laughs> no. I could open up the good book and tell you. Uh, oh, the good book. I love I that a lot. Up, I, I love that a lot. The book. It's really difficult, right? I mean, oh, I, and like you told me as we were talking before, like uh, there's some that Stevie said, hey, there's name changes going on. There's some that left, like Judas, um, in really a betrayal fashion, and then new ones came on, right? And there's this whole journey going forward. Um, but we did like that um, I particularly said that some of the disciples having a name that it's an alliteration, like James and John, is great. And then you revealed that Scripture actually calls them the... Sons of Thunder. Thunder. Uh, That's right. If you didn't know, it's the Sons of 
Thunder. Thunder. That's fantastic. It's just good. So as we talk about disciples today, um, I'm going to have you guys specifically talking about you things that are going on. And so when we do that, I want to talk about a definition of disciple first. And here's what I believe a disciple is. A disciple is someone who first is called into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I love that calling language because Jesus first called the disciples by the Sea of Galilee, but I think we do that now for others. So first you are called into relationship by Jesus Christ. The second thing that happens in a disciple is you are changed by that relationship with Jesus Christ. And you call it changed or you can call it transformed, right? But you are changed by that relationship with Jesus Christ. And then we're going to read a selection of scripture right now that gives us our last part about a discipleship language is that you are commissioned, right? And that kind of means being committed to the work and ministry of serving Jesus Christ, which is real. So you are called, you are changed, and you're commissioned. But let me read some scripture, and then let's open up some great conversation. So we're going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 28, and this is called the Great Commission here. And so it's going to be in verses um, 18 through 20 in Matthew chapter 28. And, uh, and here's what it says. As Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And that actually ends the Gospel of Matthew. And it's wonderful because this relationship of Christmas with the Magi going to meet the baby Jesus, we talk about really this identity of what we learn in the Gospels of the life right? The birth, life, ministry, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. This text is between the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ, which is incredible. And so now we have 12 days of Christmas and all the way to the ascension, which is great. So so right now I got uh, Tom and Stevie, which is incredible. And you guys help lead our youth program here at the church. Um, and I'm wondering specifically today about youth and discipleship, like making disciples in the youth. So can you guys just start by like, where do you feel the youth are at right now where do you feel the youth are at oh they are so tech savvy <laughs> i agree yeah <laughs> you know, so they very much they exist with one foot in what what we think of as the world and then one foot in this virtual you know technological world that is foreign to some of us in my generation mm-hmm. that that we're not as empowered in as, as they are for people who don't know you, when you say your generation, what would that mean? I'm 47, so I'm, I'm one of the uh, Gen Xers. Gen Xers. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. How tech-savvy would you describe yourself? I can use my iPhone, <laughs> okay. but I use a paper notebook. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're so you're one foot in, one foot out. I got a big toe in, yeah. kind of. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I have to have help from younger people like Stevie and even sometimes my my teenagers to, uh, to figure some things out like the the smart tv in there I, I have to call for help all the time why do they call it smart i mean like you know what i'm saying it's like, smarter than me that's <laughs> <laughs> great stevie where do you think the youth are at in today's age um so exactly what he said i think that they are like in the middle of two worlds they have to to be able to connect with people that are um older than them people that are younger than them um and I don't know, the the virtual world that they are able to live in and connect through is something that we have to learn. You know, they, I don't know, in order to connect with them and bridge that gap from older generations to them and then on younger, because there's no telling what's going to happen with technology. 
you know, for the younger mm-hmm, generations absolutely. and what they're going to be stepping into. That's kind of where my heart lies, is really bridging that gap and making sure that as they transition from one life stage to the next, they're transitioning into something that they can be secure in, that they are prepared for what they're yeah. they're walking into, the space that they're walking into. And it's difficult um, as somebody who's a little bit older than them to turn around and bring them into that space. And so I think that that's where our greatest responsibility lies as leadership of youth is to really prepare them. Tom was talking about empowering them um, and just bringing them into that space confident in their identities um, and their relationships with. um, So you're you're already talking about discipleship, which I absolutely mm -hmm. love because you said empowering them and bringing them, right? And if we go back to that definition, that's calling them. You're calling them into relationship, right? And I think relationship, which I think is very important, relationship to but in and through is more important, right? In in the church, but through us to God, right? Like that's the relationship we're trying to create, which is incredible. Um, and I like how you use the word virtual, right? Because like, Tom, you use tech, right? Which is like a hardware deal, right? Um, you talked virtual, right? Which is another- it's that detail versus big <laughs> it's picture reality. That's that one generation change. See how quickly it happens? So I was the Oregon Trail generation, right? So we got, we're perfectly matched right now. Um, so um, I'm 40 years old. Uh, I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to take it in. It's okay. Uh, I'm embracing it. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Uh, I got to get to my nap in a few minutes, but um, so, so I was 47. Stevie, uh, may I ask, what age range are you in? So I'm between 25 <laughs> and 35. Okay. So this is great. We have the ranges. So I'm called the Oregon Trail generation because all the way through like high school, I didn't have internet, right? And the internet that I got was that, yes. you know, it was all the AOL broadband. So it was bad, right? And dial up. It was straight dial up. And so when I had that, we didn't have anything. I mean, even through college, I was still going to the library. And so this identity of the youth changing is something that changes us. So now we have called, now we have changed, right? But we're changed by our relationship with God, but we're also meeting the change in the world that the youth are embracing. And we have to meet the world where they're at, otherwise we're gonna miss this opportunity. So how are you two changing specifically to meet the youth where they're at? So I think part of that comes up with trust. Okay. And and that's a hard part as as we bring youth up, there's, there's a protective necessity there, but then at some point you have to, know that you've done what you can do and to send them out because we're going to, they're going to get to the point where they don't need us anymore. And they're going to do their thing the way they are called to do it, yep. the way they're guided by the Holy spirit that I'm not going to understand. Yeah. So the, the, the importance of that concrete education about what the Bible is and how to read it and have a relationship with Christ through that Bible and through the readings and through different things they learn at the church and then trusting them to to go forward with it and do something that I'm not going to understand anything about because, yeah. you know, for me growing up, you know, in confirmation stuff, talking about about discipleship was about relationship, but face to face. That's correct. Like yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a lot of teenagers now that don't get a driver's license until they're 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, had, that's right. I had my license before I was 16, just waiting to turn 16. Kaylee's trying to get her license right now, 13 could, years old. I <laughs> could see that. I could see that. Because <laughs> for me, social contact was... Yeah in person. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't need that anymore. So it's all going to be online. So, you know, building their, helping them build their faith up in a strong way, educating, educating them about Christ, yeah. about God and the Holy Spirit and some safety structures around using the internet. And then there, there's no telling what God is going to do through these youth yeah, it's incredible. and this, this new platform. That's yeah. incredible. 
For me, it's about their identities. And it's making sure that we lay that foundation, like Tom's talking about, and that they understand as they are growing up who they are, whose they are, what gifts they have, and how all of that ties into their purpose. And so I think that you can really start that at any age and start laying that foundation, but helping them to understand who they are first, how to lead themselves first if they ever hope to lead other people. I yes. think that, that that really grounding foundation is going to be incredibly important to having healthy leaders later on, healthy disciples later on, because as they learn to disciple themselves through our example, they can turn around and do that for other people later. And I love that you used our 2023 word for the church, foundation, in mm -hmm. that, right? We're creating a foundation under everything. And so, um, yeah, I love that identity. And I love that we're sitting here on a podcast. Because when I asked about change, like the three of us are sitting here, right, face-to-face, -face, but then reaching people who we're not face-to-face -face with, right? Trying to find them in a space where they could be in a car driving somewhere, or they're in their parents' car because they're still not driving yet. <laughs> so we got the reality. Uh, so we get to this identity that you're then committed or commissioned right, in this relationship. What you just talked about, Stevie, of how do they make leaders of others, right, before they have a foundation themselves. They need it. So let's imagine that they we create this foundation with them, and now they're going, and they're commissioned to go out. What does go and make for youth look like today? Like, how are the youth going to make disciples today? Stevie's raising her hand, which doesn't even... I love it. It does. It's not necessary, <laughs> but it's my favorite way to say, like, I, I always go back to love. Like if you can teach them what unconditional love looks like. And honestly, I didn't grow up in a world where like I learned that. Nobody taught me what that really looked like. So if we can lay that foundation of love, if we can love them, help them learn how to love themselves, they can turn around and love other people mm. in a way that is just unexpected. Yeah. But it goes back to what they were created for and what we're created for as humans. Yeah. You know, that love, what the way that God loves us, turning around and helping other people experience that. I think that's how we make the Bible and discipleship relevant in that's today's fantastic. age. That's fantastic. Tom. Yeah, I completely agree with you because, <laughs> yeah. you know, all the things that we do with, like, I primarily work with the fifth and sixth graders. And so we try to get through a journey through the, you know, major points of the Bible that is age appropriate, mm -hmm. you know, and we start off singing this books of the Bible song and usually their brains operate so fast, they just, you know, memorize it like crazy. But ultimately I, I, I keep leaning back on the several years I've been working with the youth that the most important thing we do with them is having that relationship with these young people yeah, and treating them not as kids in a daycare, but as, as individuals and as, as people even with all the education we do, that relationship, I think, is the biggest part of it because, you know, nowadays, a lot of the people they meet might not be Christian, yep. might not have had any interaction with it, but the only way you change people is through relationship. Yes. And the only way they're going to be able to disciple to someone is to build a relationship with them. They're not going to do it by shaking a sign on the side of the road. They're going to have to create a relationship. And they're learning those skills now with us. I mean, they go to school online, a lot of them. I mean, especially the older kids. They do. For two years yeah, was right. just paused. That's right. And so those little things we do of just the high fives and the fist bumps and how's it going and listening to what they were doing, I mean, that's going to go a huge, a huge distance in helping them reach other people, even if it is virtually over, over cyberspace or whatever you call that. <laughs> <laughs> the internets, the interwebs, virtual the interwebs. virtual reality, whatever it becomes. This is fantastic. And I, I want to honor that I, I've seen you guys change 
right? And I've seen you both be called, right? Psalms in, Psalm, <laughs> Tom's in seminary right now. And the Psalms is also a book in the Bible. Uh, yes. that. Uh, so Tom is in seminary right now, which is awesome. Stevie just finished college. <laughs> You just say not maybe thinking about maybe thinking about some minute. No, okay, Steve, yeah, we're gonna move on for that one. Steve, you know how this started for me <laughs> mm-hmm. when Joe started asking the congregation in service when we were over at the other building because they needed a male volunteer in Kid City. And <gasps> it did, and, you're and you right. just you brought it up and you're looking around at everybody and you're like, Tom, what about you? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and boy, that just started snowballing. Kids' ministry went right into seminary. Well, it did. I started off in Kid City and had a blast, and then I wound up on the core team. And then at the, so if you go to a synod, one of the synod retreats or synod gatherings on the weekend, then it's, be it's, careful because you're getting an elbow in the side, <laughs> and the bishops start talking about something, and you're gonna go That's home right. and tell Jason, "Hey, I'm by the way, I'm enrolling in seminary at Wartburg Theological Seminary." There you go. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. So I mentioned a master's degree, and it turns into seminary. Yeah. I love it. Ooh. We just got a master's in divinity, Ooh. which is a master's of godly stuff. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Uh, but Tom, I, I've seen you also commissioned, which is great. Stevie, I've seen you accept a call and be commissioned, which is great, right? To serve the kids and youth mm-hmm. and families here at the neighborhood. Uh, this has been an incredible 12 days of Christmas, right? I think the best thing we can do is pray over our youth right now uh, to end this out, right? And make sure that we can end this 12 days. Welcome into the season of Epiphany as we go into this new year. So why don't we pray together and I'll pray over the youth. Heavenly Gracious Father, we thank you for uh, Tom, uh, amazing leader here in the church in seminary. We thank you for Stevie leading the children, youth, and family here at the church and how much they pour into the lives of our children, youth, and family. Uh, Lord, we know that these are the people that need the love. They need the support. They need the care, the comfort. They need the encouragement. And they also need the challenge to be changed by relationship with God. And we've seen that grow this year. Lord, our hope is into 2023 as we come into this new season of the church and this new life is that you would continue to grow us individually, that we could each have a foundation in relationship with you, and that we would walk with others to see them change, to see them grow. So Lord, please be with us. Please send us with your spirit. Call us so that we may be changed by relationship with you and that we may commit to serving you in this wonderful year as we look forward to the epiphany, to the epiphany that you are the Son of God. And we look forward to the promise of the kingdom of heaven. So Lord, thank you for the 12 days, the 12 days of Christmas. And it's been an absolute delight to share your word in a different way. We pray these things in your holy and precious name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you both. This has been incredible. And uh, we'll keep on going to 2023. Peace. Thank you, Joe.